Zenich. Ah, uh, why am I doing that? It's Ask Andrew anything. Three hours of whatever's on your mind. It doesn't have to be political. It doesn't have to be political at all. It doesn't have to be political at all. It could be anything. Anything that's on your mind. Anything you ever wanted to ask on the radio. Somebody has on the Twitter feed, um, who is the coolest guest you've ever had in studio? That's a, that's a hard one. I will tell you, I became friends with Aaron Lewis through uh, his, one of his appearance. That was like one of the first times we met face-to-face and hung out. Um, M. Shadows from Avenged Sevenfold was a really awesome one. Dennis Miller is one of my favorites because it was funny. We went to break, and uh, he, he said, he goes, he goes I-, I listened to the show. And he's like, I wanted to come on here. And I was like, wow. Same thing with uh, Hank Jr., Hank Jr., Hank Jr., around the time of the controversy of his uh, song being used on Monday Night Football and being dropped, we did a pre-recorded interview with him, and we get done, and I didn't know how, I didn't know if he was that familiar with me. He was making the rounds. I think he was on with Levin, he was on with Hannity, and we come out of the studio, and he goes, I just want to say, he goes, this is one of my favorite radio shows. You know, he said it in his Southern draw. I'm not going to try to imitate. He goes, he goes like, we're right. They're wrong. And he starts imitating me in front of super producer Mike and a guy named Steve Leeds who heads up our, our talent management and artist, uh, artist and talent management department and, and, and all the people that were around him and people from Sirius X. And he's standing there in the hallway imitating me. And I'm like, why, why didn't you tell me this before we were recording the interview? And we couldn't go back in. He had to get he had to get on going. He might have actually actually I think he was on the way to Hannity Studio to go live, but we were pre-taped. And we don't do a lot of pre-tape interviews on this program. Um that was that was one. But obviously the one that made me one of the ones that made me geek out. We always love having CJ Ramon in. I mean, he's also a personal friend. Um was when Brian Setzer came in around Christmas time. Right around this time, and he walked into the, they had uh set up a green Gretsch guitar and a pig nose amp. And he comes walking in, straps it on and sits down and goes, what do you want to do? And I'm like, whatever you want to do, man. And he just started playing live in our studio, just playing. It was awesome. It's always fun to have Phil Labonte and we're also personal friends from All That Remains. And I've, I met these guys through their coming up to Sirius being like, hey, can I go on that show? Like that, that shocks, I will say this lovingly, a lot of the people who handle artists and publicity and, and that sort of thing are not fans of the Patriot Channel, right? It's just not their thing. And when I say they're not fans, it's not like they walk up to me and you know poke their fingers in my chest. They're just, you know, entertainment people, you know? They're always, always, always shocked when they get a request even if they're booked on other shows, you know, they're, they have a movie coming out or an album coming out or their book tour. And they say, hey, can I go? And super producer Mike remembers this. Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner put it in a request to meet me, which was surreal because Caitlyn Jenner signed the book to my work in progress. I'm like, I'm the work in progress. But yeah, we've had, we've had Gary Rosington from Leonard Skinner sat next to me. Like, I'm sitting next to the guy that wrote Freebird, right? And he's just chatting me up 
Uh, Gene Simmons, same thing. Gene Simmons comes walking into the studio. I know, you know, we're a little pissed off at what he's saying about about vaccines. He came walking into the studio and just sat down and was just 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 chilling out, talking to everyone, hanging out, telling jokes. He told jokes that I I will tell you. I would get fired. I, I bet you I would get. I, I bet that would be the thing where they like Andrew. You can't say that on the air. Uh, Gene Simmons was telling uh, really, really, really off-color jokes uh, in in the studio, um, and I probably couldn't repeat them. I mean, I guess if I was repeating them, what he said, well, that's what he said. Uh, but yeah, Gene Simmons was uh, one favorite beer. I don't have one. I went from being a beer snob, from you know being a typical college kid to being a beer snob, and kind of coming back. I mean, you know, in the summertime, plain Jane, you know, Coors Original. You know, if, if I'm not thinking about it too much, I mean, or I'll get you know a local beer. If I'm in a new town, I always like to go to the brew pub. I love micro brews. I do, but I get you get bloated. Feels like you ate dinner already. Maybe it's my age. I don't know. All right, back to the calls. That was the one from Twitter. Um, let's see who do we have. here? here uh okay uh carl florida you're on the wilcat majority hello good afternoon happy holidays merry christmas to you and all you guys do everybody that makes your show possible the thing that gets me how did you come up with your intro because it killed everybody that wanted to get a podcast going because you hit it every single point out of the park Individual Patriot first, et cetera, et cetera. Absolutely genius. Genius. Well, next generation next generation came from Levin. He actually we were at the Hannity Freedom concert, and this was about the he I think he was still doing weekends. I don't think he I don't think he had gone full time. He may may have just gone full time at full what they call across the board. And right. he said something like, Well, you know, I'm I'm this generation. You're the next generation, right? Because I was just, I was, okay, I was this enough. villain guy at the time. And he said to me, he's like, well, you're the next generation. And then I started using it. And granted, I, <laughs> I've been using it since 2000, whatever, that people say, well, you know, you're, you're 16 years into this. You still use it. Yeah. But the band new edition still calls themselves new edition. You know, like it's, it's still, brilliant. You know, right. I just, I just, and then, then the, the other part, I forgot when I said it, but Hannity pulled me aside. And he said, that's like, he was kind of like not wagging his finger, but like, you know, counting off individual Patriot first. He's like that. He goes, man, I wish I thought of that one. And I was like, well, if you're saying that to me, Sean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be using that for forever. So the intro became one part, something Levin said. And then just, I said it on the air. Um, I might've been filling in for Mark when Hannity had the show on Broadway. He was doing a one-off thing on Broadway night. They were the they were getting. I don't remember when, but I remember Sean pulling me aside, and being like, "You know, that's." He was like, "I love that, I, I love that." So I was like, "All right, well, you know, I'm gonna stick with it then." That's how that happened. So the greats follow the greats, I guess. I've been wanting to start a podcast called, and I've sort of focus group this called Carl Fixes Stupid. But I can't come up with a better way to do an intro because you hit everything out of the park. Yeah, There's nothing will. left I mean, for the look, rest of us to rock look, on with because it's genius. I told your uh, screener, I get mad if I turn in, get in the truck and turn the radio on and I miss the intro. I love your like push this. at think the of, beginning. But when you start talking about spell my name right, 
et cetera, et cetera. I just I that, okay, absolutely so that, love it. That, uh, that I could tell you. Okay, spell my name right. I was told, oh God, it had to be 98. I, was, I, I, I got a job in West Virginia at the station of 100.1 WCLG, and I'm sitting across from their consultant. And he looks me right in the face and he says, don't, don't expect anyone to know your name for six months. And <laughs> I, I, I sat back. He goes, and I was like, what do you mean? And some of these consultants, you know, were ex-program directors that, you know, for whatever reason, fell off the map and started consulting businesses. And this market was only rated twice a year because it was a small market. In terrestrial mm-hmm. If you're a big market, if you're in New York, you get a quarterly book. You know, you get advanced numbers. You get yeah. like, you know, weekly. You, so. yeah, you get all this stuff. So he right. says to me, don't expect anyone to know your name for six months. And I looked him right in the face. I was like, all right. <laughs> and then uh, the ratings went straight up when I took I over it. the night show. And then when I went to Hartford, um, you know, because my last name is, if you've never heard of, like, was his name William Cow? Like, you know, I just, right. I also knew that there was a difference between people putting your name down uh, on the rate, you know, putting the, the time slot or the station down in, in, on, on a diary and putting your name down. So I made, I didn't make an overture. It, it was, you're not allowed to make an overture towards rating. You can't go on there and say, put my name down in the, you know, in the diary. But, Right. You know, Sean had, you know, three hours a day. Every day is all we ask, right? And so I, I was like, well, if people are confused about my name and this is a ratings game, I might as well just spell it for them. Well, so, I'm a hedge pet, so it's yeah, it's got a lot of got a lot of ease in it, and no one will ever figure it out. So that's why I settled on Carl Fix is stupid. But you're an inspiration. Every day you wake this, up, this, you. Fact, let me let me say this. Let no, me say this. Every guitarist who's ever written a memorable riff thinks that the last most memorable riff riff had already been written, right? So I totally you, get it. Yeah. You look at you could look you watch any interview you could. There's a great series I think Loudwire has it on YouTube where they interview guitarists and they ask them to play their favorite riffs, but usually that guitarist is someone. With all the riffs that have already been written, right? Think about this. Pantera Walk is like one note, right? Yep. Dimebag Daryl wrote one of the most prolific metal riffs by going down, down, bending a note, and that's really it. And people sit around going, well, you know what? Just when you thought it was all done before, right? Just when you thought there, that all the riffs have been written, you'll find one. Thank you for the call. All right. Wine 695 Patriot 957 Two eight seven four. Let's see. Uh, Mark, Michigan. Ask Andrew anything. Sixteenth uh, year in a row. Go ahead. Uh, Mark, Andrew. Yes. Thank you for taking my call. It's an honor, an absolute honor, to speak to you one on one. My question for you is, and and let me preface it with this: I'm sixty years old. I listened to Rush for years. And before Rush died, just not very long before Rush died or passed, I want to say, I found you. And I'm like, wow, if Rush passes with this cancer, this is my next Rush person. This is the next person I'm going to listen to because he is 
so much like Rush, and you are. You uh, the, the the topics and um, it just I, and I don't, I don't know how to say it, but you are so much like Rush. And there's a lot of people that I have talked to that agree with me when I say that. And so I'd like to find out what you, how you feel when people reference you to Rush. How do you, you know, how do you take that internally, mentally? Um, you know, what does it do to you to, 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 when, when people say you're like Rush? Well, first of all, I mean, there's no denying that not only is he a legend. See, I'm a radio nerd, Okay. And I don't mean that as someone as a listener. Well, yes, a listener who wanted to become a host. But what a lot of people don't understand is why. Why Rush became so big. First of all, it was it was a, a, a it was an intersection of many things. One, obviously, the talent. But AM radio was dying a miserable death. In the early 80s, music radio, music programming had abandoned, for the most part, AM radio for FM, right? Now, fast forward, you see a lot of FM talkers, right? You know, you see a lot of, and even some cases, you see um, simulcasting FM, AM talkers or, you know, so, but AM was dying a miserable death. And what was happening was you had all of this a lot of it sleepy programming that was filling up the airwaves and you no one thought you could take something that would be controversial but also not shocking yes obscene no and put it on am that was dying and sort of corner an entire bandwidth Right, a band, uh, the AM band was near dead, and anyone would have told you, well, you got to be on FM. Everything's on FM, 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 right? But because it's talk and not music, the technology, you know, music, the recording technology was getting so much better that it sounded garbagey on on AM. But a voice, a, a voice that was not sleepy and boring and wasn't relying on music or what, what became full-service AM. If you're old enough to remember full-service AM, we had a station where I grew up, WGBB, full-service AM, that that was lightning in a bottle. And then came the elimination of the Fairness Doctrine, which could have expanded more left-wing programming. So growing up, watching radio, I'm a fan of careers. I think there's a difference between influence and inspiration. I never tried to be, you know, if someone says, if they say it in a complimentary way, like, you know, they like the content. I mean, I don't think I ever tried to sound like an imitator. Some people, you know, look, if you listen to punk rock, I could tell you all the distinguishing qualities between every Ramon song and every other punk band. If you don't like punk, it all sounds the same to you, right? I mean, it all just sounds the same. To somebody who just doesn't like conservative talk radio, then yeah, it probably sounds all the same. I wanted to come from my background in, I'll tell you this, the, the time that Rush got big, there were no real libertarians. Conserv Republicans were seen as blue blazer, khaki pant, red tie, side part people. 
And there I was in a Misfits t-shirt and combat boots and a biker jacket and thinking like, well, where do I fit in here? Where do I fit in? And that's sort of what got me. Do I, did I find his career obviously inspirational? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, but when you, when I got hired to do noon to three, they didn't tell me originally what my slot was going to be. When I came into my hiring meeting, they said noon to three. You know, it was sort of a, 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 you know, take the field or go home, you know? It's like if you're in a band and you get that opportunity to play a club and then you find out Metallica's playing the stadium across the street, do you get on stage and rock out or do you go home? Do you go home? Right? Do you go home? Do you get on that stage and whatever people are in that club, do you give them everything you have? Yes or no? If the answer is no, then go home. So I've had to compete. Compete in this time slot against the legend up until obviously about this time, you know, February of last year. I've had to hold my own against the legend, the icon. So when people say that, yeah, I take it as a compliment. I don't ever get upset at that. Why would I get upset at that? The fact that even that my well, name even gets I mentioned, I wouldn't think that you would get upset. I would just, I would, I just wondered if it was an honor to you. Yeah, in, in the, you know, I, I never met Rush personally. I one time, so I mentioned Hannity on Broadway. Uh, Rush and Sean had done these one-off shows at uh, the Lion King Theater, which is owned by Disney, and ABC Talk Radio at the time was owned by Disney. And I remember going to it. I one night filled in for Levin. I think it was that one, the Russian. I forgot which one it was. And they were getting together the whole the whole staff, and and they were going to go over to the theater. And I went over, and I, I I I went backstage, and I'm standing there, and the program director, who's no full disclosure, my father-in-law now, was standing there talking to Rush, and I'm standing about four feet away. And here I am, this, you know, up-and-comer, piddly fill-in guy. And uh, he walks away to go hold court with whoever else was back there. And I said, thanks for introducing me to Rushers. Oh, you wanted to meet him? I go, no, I just wanted to stand here with my back against the wall. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I've, I've never, ne- never actually met him. But it, you look, there, when you watch somebody's career in this business, you got, you got a choice to make. Can I do it or can I, you know, but, you know, he had to start. Everyone starts somewhere. But, yeah, I take it. If, if my name is mentioned in that, you know, someone says, I love you and Levin or I love you and Hannity, of course, you know, to be included in that is an honor. And I, I, I work towards that every day, trying to give you the best radio program I can. But like I said, I've and always. Thank I, you for that. I, in the beginning of this, though, I, I that that comparison the biggest rock band in the country is playing at the stadium, and you got an opportunity to be at, on stage at a bar across the street. What do you do? You have Kisses playing right across the street in full makeup. What do you do? If ACDC's playing right across the street, what do you do? You got a choice to make. Go. So I, ma- I made the choice to do the best I could. But it's yeah no there's there's well, thank there's you. no thank, thank you for what you do. Well, thank you for thank you for listening. I've had I've had to earn your ears 
against so many other programs. And now there are more programs in noon to three. You can join me live on the Will Count Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to three east, nine to noon west, on Sirius XM Patriot, channel 125.